Professor Dumbledore has granted me permission to start this little dueling club. And with that, welcome to the dueling club, learning one spell at a time. Hello, hello, and welcome to the dueling club. I'm Jen. And I'm Al. And this is the second time we're recording this. Yeah, I was going to say, this is version two. Version two. And go. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, what's been going on with you? Oh, Last night was the premiere of RuPaul's Drag Race Season 13. I know, I saw it come up in the guide for like three different channels. Yes, they had it. Probably all owned by the same company. Yes, they had a different format, which was not very popular. Yeah, I heard that it was a different format, but I didn't watch it. Well, because we're doing this a second time, you kind of are aware of it now. No, well, I I knew beforehand, Yeah, yeah. but, you know. Yeah. Um, it wasn't so it's great. similar to a previous season. Kind of, but not really, but kind of. It's it's got it's got uh, leaning towards a different season. Well, the the previous season was they did half of the cast, and then they played out like a normal episode, mm-hmm. and then the second episode was the second half of the cast and played out like a normal episode. Yeah. And then at the end of that second episode, they all met up. Yeah. This one was. 1v1 lip syncs, and then the person who lost thought they were going home. Yeah. Rue said, like, this is your first chance to impress me, uh, and if you don't, you get the pork chop, because pork chop is the first queen who ever got eliminated in season one. Yeah. Um, and then there's the pork chop group, which is the loser group, and then the winner group. And then the loser group literally thinks they're going to leave, that they've got, they, they're eliminated from the show. Yeah. And so they're all devastated, and they, they some are angry, some, like, literally like, kind of cry and stuff, and it, like... Not good. Lots of commercial breaks. Um, well, obviously, obviously you have to have commercials. Yeah. But the thing is, is like normal seasons, you introduce the whole cast, and then there's like banter, and it's funny, and it's amazing. It's like they're all goofy and stuff. But this, you don't get any interaction because it's just two walk into the workroom, they say two or three sentences to each other, and there goes the alarm. Uh, come to the main stage. Uh, describe. Uh, explain why you're wearing what you're wearing. You do the same. Okay, you're lip syncing now. That just seems weird. It is, and it happened over and over and over and over. I wonder who thought that that was a good idea. It would have been good if there weren't so many commercial breaks. And I know you have to have commercials. But they could have done something. Yeah, it wasn't okay. good. It wasn't good. Um, I watched, I started watching I Can See Your Voice. So it's Ken. Mm-hmm. The judge from from Massinger, Ken Jong, yeah, Ken Jong, he started this show. I can see your voice, mm-hmm. where you have to guess whether the person can sing based on what they look like, and there's different rounds. So there's five rounds, and then well, there's six rounds. There's five where you listen to people lip, you listen to people sing. Quote, sing. Because they're actually lip syncing. And then, based off of the way they perform, you pick one person out of a group of three who you think can't sing. I want to watch this now. Yeah. And then, like, for each round, Mm -hmm. you have to eliminate somebody and you have to hope that they can't sing. Because if they can't sing, then you win (laughs) $10,000. So you do this for five rounds, so you can win up to $50,000. And the last round is this last person standing. 
And you have to say, I'm going to risk however much money, which mm-hmm. can be up to $50,000. Mm-hmm. I'm willing to risk that because I believe that they can sing. So where is this? It's I watched it on Hulu, but it's a That's Fox fine. show. No, it's fine. Okay. Yeah. Because um, I'm watching it tonight. Yeah. I'm watching it tonight. And, <laughs> and I'm like, I've gotten it right mm-hmm. every single time. Mm-hmm. The people may or may not have. Oh, okay. Well, I, I don't know. And they actually have a panel of judges. So they have like four... Three or four regular judges, and mm-hmm. like sometimes they switch out those regular judges, and then they have one of their judges is a musician. Mm-hmm. It's Adrian Bailon. Adrian is real because she got married. Bailon, continue. Yes, um, who had been on the Mass Singer. Yes, and then they have some random other singer. So like they had Nick Lachey from Ninety Degrees <gasps> on the first one. Why hasn't he been on Mass Singer yet? And, and they it, guess him right, every season. Right, and then they had. Pat Monahan from from Hey Soul Sister. Okay, yeah, that, that sounded like a yeah. Yeah, and then they had Nicole Scherzinger. So I'm gonna I'm gonna put it out. I'm gonna put it out there. Yes, real quick. I like gimmicky singing competition shows. Oh, this is a gimmicky one. I don't like normal ones. You know why I don't like normal ones? Because when people don't pass, even though I don't think that they should pass or whatever. Mm-hmm. The look of defeat makes me very sad. Yeah. So I don't want to deal with that. But on like stuff like Mass Singer, there's no hurt feelings. No, nobody's winning fun. money. It's yeah. just people wanting to sing. Yeah, basically, yeah. it's fun. So by the way, in the latest season, Tori. Tori cares. No, no, no. In case people are watching and they're not caught up yet. Look at Seahorse. this point. No, no, not at this point. Because people maybe are starting season one and they're trying to get caught up. Seahorse from season should have won. Yes. She should have won. She's she's oh, actually queen. one of my favorite singers mm-hmm. and I've liked her since since she was on a previous show. Yes. Um and she's actually somebody who I have continued to listen to. Mm-hmm. And I watched the uh, on YouTube the Terrell show. Where he has this game called Song Association, and he has singers from all different areas. He has mm-hmm. like pop singers and gospel singers and whatever, because mm-hmm. he likes gospel music. So he has quite a few yes. of those people um, come to the show, and he gives them a word that they have to sing within ten seconds. Well, eleven seconds now of this season because of the pandemic. He's he's doing his part and giving everybody an extra second. Mm-hmm. Um, they have to come up with a song that has that word in the title or lyrics. Okay. And she was on that show. Mm-hmm. He's got four seasons. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, he's got tons of people that have yes. been on that show. So I'm not spoiling it. Mm-hmm. And she was fan-freaking-tastic. Like, I watched that episode. I want to say... It came out early 2020, that episode. Mm. And now I'm being more specific. But there were quite a few. Um, And she was fan-freaking-tastic. And I've watched that episode like 
ten times at this point. Well, when when she Easily. came out, when she came out to RuPaul's Cover Girl, I was just like Queen, Queen. She's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Anywho, that's all I want to say. But yeah, that that's why I like gimmicky like song. Uh, you might like the song association thing then, except for maybe the 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 gospel music. Yeah. Um, but the ones that aren't gospel music, I think that you would uh, you would enjoy. Yes. Okay. Anyway. Anyway, um, Harry Potter. Harry Potter. Wow, we literally just do whatever at this point. Um, <laughs> no, because we've been talking about the things that we like. And who knows? Maybe somebody's going to watch Mass Singer now. Maybe somebody's going to watch I Can See Your Voice. Uh, maybe somebody's going to go to YouTube and watch The Terrell Show so that they can listen to Song Association. Mm-hmm. It's possible. Harry Potter is back on Peacock to stream oh. the movies. Did you hear that, guys? Uh, Harry Potter is back on Peacock to stream the movies. It's NBC's streaming platform, so yes. it's free. They have ads every once in a while, but... If you don't own the movies, it's a great way to watch it. It is. Speaking of, what did I get you for Christmas? A lot of... <laughs> you got me the Twilight movie collection. <laughs> I think it's just the first one. No, I think it's all of them. Oh, it might be all. I don't know. Who knows? I'm happy you that know was, the present you got me. That was a joke. Uh, that was a joke present. I know. Um, you got me the Harry Potter, the Fantastic Beasts DVDs. Yes. The two that are currently available. I don't know. They're not Harry Potter. They're not. They're Fantastic, Fantastic Beasts, Beasts and Where to, to Find, find them. them and Crimes of Grindelwald. There we go. And you got me the collection of like the miscellaneous Harry Potter books, uh, Tales of Beetle, Beetle Lavard, Quidditch Through the Ages, and Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. Mm-hmm. Okay. What? I don't think it has Tales of Beetle Lavard in there. It does. Oh, awesome. <laughs> it's a three thing. Yeah. So I got it because it was those extra. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's Hogwarts and History in there. I don't think so. Who knows? We'll find out. I'll check later. How about I'll check right now? Go ahead. Okay. Um, and I got you the Mina Lima Special yes. Edition Sorcerer Stone. That's why we want to get the bookcase for yep. our living room because we want to start displaying the books that I really, really love. Mm-hmm. So like we have some really good. So like ones. the Harry Potter, the the House Editions. I would want those to be on display. So, I would also want my ones that have the Hogwarts mm-hmm. on on the spine. I would want that display. So the thing is, is that we're like modern collectors for Harry Potter stuff. Like we're not going to go back and get the first printing of Harry Potter. No, because I'm not going to spend hundreds of thousands of dollars. Yeah, exactly. On those. But if it's newer stuff, then we're all in. Like I have the the house. They're the anniversary UK editions. That have different colors and have different art on the front and on the spine. I got you the J.K. Rowling's Wizarding World Curiosities. Uh Uh-huh. And the library Mm -hmm. that has... Mm -hmm. Okay. Tales of Beetle the Bard, Quidditch Through the Ages, and Fantastic Beasts. I told you. (laughs) Okay. Um... But yeah, that that's I want to get one as well to, for the same purpose because I have the same books that you do. Mine yeah. are Gryffindors or Ravenclaw, obviously. Yes. I also have the illustrator editions of the books, yes. which were very expensive. Um, yes, I have 
And you got me one for my last Christmas or my birthday? My yes. birthday. My birthday. Yes. You got me um, Prisoner of Azkaban Illustrator yes. Edition. Um, I have the cookbook, the unofficial cookbook. Nice. I have um, the famous witches of the Wizarding World. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have like a knitting one and I have like... The things that I enjoy doing, I have those things. Speaking of, I think we should start cooking from the cookbook. I agree. Once, once a week. And, like, you'll be the taster because it'll probably not be something that I can actually eat. And, and we can do little clips as well and upload yeah. them to YouTube. Not the whole process, but, like, showing yeah. off the dish and us trying it. Yeah. Or whatever. So, I, I was looking at that and I was like, this is what we need to do. I also have the Doctor Who one, but that's neither here nor there. I never think of cooking when it comes to Dr. Who. I don't really think Fish of... Fish fingers and custard. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. So, we're going to go to Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire. Yes. Recap of the last episode. Dragons. Dragons. Yeah. Everything is... is tr- Dragons trump everything. That's what we said. Yes. Moving on. We are now season four, episode 20. <laughs> we still chapter, haven't checked. No, we haven't. Chapter 20, the yes. first task. Yes. So the next morning, Harry drags Hermione off on another walk around the lake, during which he relates what he learned from Hagrid and what Sirius told him, which dragons, Death Eater. And obviously she's distressed. By the fact that Igor Karkaroff, who is in charge of children, mm-hmm. is, an... is a known Death Eater. So oh, I'm sorry. Is... Reformed Death Eater. The thing that's really interesting about Death Eaters, I think, in the Wizarding World, is that they're not just criminals. They're like culty criminals. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's like, it's like double whammy. Yeah. It's like... So on top of doing bad things, you recruit people to do yeah. bad things. Ew, and you gross. Brain, and you brainwash people and yeah. torture people. And, and if they don't agree with you, you kill them. Yeah, like. So yes, she's distressed by that, <laughs> but she's more distressed by the dragons. Because the dragon is the eminent thing. She's is like, the thing that is. Well, let's get you. past Tuesday. Make sure she actually says, "Let's make sure you live until Tuesday night." Yeah. And then we'll deal with the other thing. Yep. So returning to the library, they search for a spell to defeat a dragon, but find nothing. And Harry like, goes through a list of things yeah. and is like, wow, let's give it pepper breath so its breath is even worse. Yes. Yeah. Fantastic. He's like, Talon clipping by charms, treating scale rot. This is no good. This is for nutters like Hagrid who want to keep them healthy. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I'm like, oh, Harry. Crumb's arrival in the library. Harry, Harry. Crumb's arrival in the library, heralding the arrival of his retinue of giggling girls, annoys Hermione, and she and Harry return to the Gryffindor common room. So again, she's just annoyed by this, because this isn't the first time we've seen it. We actually saw it in the last chapter, Mm -hmm. and now we're seeing it here. Again. Where she's like, Go away. (laughs) Why can't he just read on the ship? Yeah. I think is actually what she says. Yes. Maybe they don't have lights on the ship because it's Eerie. a ship. Well, it's a you it's an magic, abandoned you, yeah, pirate you, ship. You can magic light. Yes, she can from year one. 
Blue By the flame. way, I'm just going to put it out there. In one of the later movies, Harry uses Lumos Maxima, which is like a, a movie-only spell, and actually flings the light off of his wand. It's very weird. Didn't he do it in this one or in the next one? In the one after the next. Oh, yeah. But Lumos Maxima isn't even a thing. I was saying it's a movie-only spell. Yeah. But, like, the rules of it change. Okay, so that's a tiny little spoiler, but it doesn't change anything. It's not really a spoiler. Moving on. You use it at the, in the beginning of the third movie, in the bed, under the sheets, Lumos yes. Maxima. So it's not really a spoiler. Yeah. He uses it again, but, like, changed, he changed the rules of it. He can throw it now. Well, maybe it's because he's learning more magic, so he's been able to figure out how to make it do more. It creates a sense of progression that people, no one has noticed. I guarantee no one has noticed that. Watching the movies. You didn't notice it. Moving on. Anyway. Um, realizing that only Cedric is unaware that the first task involves dragons, Harry trails him through the halls between classes and charms his bag to fall apart, spilling so he, its contents. So he actually realizes that he can't go up to Cedric um, because... He's walking around with his group of friends. Um, a load of six years who have been quoting Rita Skeeter at Harry every chance they get. So he uses Defendo. Defendo. Mm-hmm. And like you said, Cedric's bag splits. His books go all over the place. Um, ink bottles shatter and he's like no guys to his friends who want to help him mm-hmm. no guys and girls because I don't know I've got this go tell Flip the copulate yeah so Harry sees them leave which is exactly what he wanted and runs up to Cedric and Cedric is like oh hey Harry yeah new bag it somehow broke this sucks basically and he's like yeah, yeah, yeah sure Cedric the first task is dragons like, yep. that's literally all he says. Yep. And then Cedric also, like, has that panic in it's his like, what? eyes. Yeah. And he's also disbelieving. He's like, why would you tell me that? Um, Her- so he actually says, dragons, they've got four, one for each of us, and we've got to get past them. Mm-hmm. Cedric says, are you sure? And Harry says, dead sure, I've seen them. But how did you find out? We're not supposed to know. He's like, never mind. Because Harry knows that if he says Hagrid, Hagrid that mm-hmm. Hagrid will get in trouble. Mm-hmm. He's like, but I'm not the only one who knows. Florin Crumb will know by now. Maxime and Karkaroff both saw the dragons too. And Cedric straightens up. And that's when he says, why are you telling me? And he says, it's just fair, isn't it? We all know now. We're on an even footing, aren't we? Mm-hmm. And Cedric is still looking at him a little bit suspicious. Um, and he sees that Mad-Eye Moody is behind them because they hear the, the familiar clunking noise. And he's like, um, um. And Moody's like, come with me, Potter. Diggory, off you go. And they go. Mm-hmm. So, go ahead. So. Um... Professor Moody overhearing. Sends Cedric on his way, mm-hmm. and then commands Harry, um, commends Harry for his fairness. Cheating, he says, is also a tournament tradition. Moody tells Harry to play to his strengths. 
Harry believes he has none apart from Quidditch. He actually says, I have none, real quick. Mm-hmm. Moody <sighs> comments that Harry is an excellent flyer and suggests using a simple spell to get what he needs. That's basically Moody telling him, Psst, summon your broom. Yep. Summon your broom. Without actually saying, summon your broom. Yep. Harry understands, and he asks Hermione to help him with the summoning charm before the first task next afternoon. Because we know that he, he's been practicing it, but he can't... That was my ear that <laughs> she just licked. Yep. Um, the dog, by the way. Yes. Um, she just wanted some extra love. Mm-hmm. So he's been trying for over a week to figure this out, and he just can't. So now he's like, Hermione, help. Hermione, help. Hermione, help. And Hermione's like, of course, of course, I'll help. Anyway. So they practice through lunch and after dinner, and he's like in divination thinking about dragons and how he has to summon his broom so that he can fly away from it because this is going to be torture. Mm -hmm. Finally, at two in the morning, the day of the task, Mm -hmm. Harry seems to have the spell working properly. And it ends up being... They, how, they make zoom. They make stuff zoom around the classroom, I think, because they're practicing in the classroom. Yeah, I'm actually looking. She says, Harry, you need to concentrate. And he's like, kind of can't, because I keep thinking about a big old dragon for some reason. Um, yeah, so I'm trying to see what he says. At two in the morning, Harry stood near the fireplace, surrounded by a heap of objects that he's been bringing to him. That's better, Harry. That's loads better. Well, now we know what to do next time I can't manage a spell, Harry said, throwing a rune dictionary back to Hermione so he could try again. Threaten me um, with a dragon, right? He raised his wand once more. Asio dictionary or Accio dictionary. I think it's Asio. Um, the heavy book soared out of Hermione's hand, flew across the room, and he caught it. Harry, I really think you've got it. And he's like, just as long as it works tomorrow, which is technically today. Mm-hmm. The firebolt's going to be f- much farther away than the stuff in here. It's going to be in the castle, and I'm going to be on the grounds. Why didn't he have Hermione just bring it? Because why would she be walking around? Like, that would be hella suspicious. So what? Don't be suspicious. Don't be suspicious. I would be like, Hermione, bring three brooms. I'm going to try and grab one. I don't know. Yeah, but if he says, Asio broom, three of them will come at him. And he doesn't have two spare firebolts there. Yeah. Anyway, continue. Or if I was Hermione, maybe bring it down towards where the arena is and throw it off into a bush. (laughs) <laughs> make it a little closer right anyway I'm just saying you don't appreciate nothing um uh, practicing the spell the day before yeah had eased Harry's nerves but they return full force before the fir- first task begins Professor McGonagall escorts him to a tent and where... she seems hella nervous oh she seemed it's the most nervous I think I've ever seen her mm-hmm. the school Almost got closed down two years ago, and she was less nervous than she is now. Mm-hmm. Which goes to show, like, how much she cares about Harry. Yeah. Ginny dying in the Chamber of Secrets? Oh, 
That's a concern. That would be totally concerning. Oh no. Hey, Finger Dragon, what the heck? Mm-hmm. It's a little. That's <laughs> awful. Okay. Um, uh, escorts him to a tent where the other champions are waiting, along with Ludo Bagman. Hold on. Mm hmm. Let's go back to that for a second. It makes sense that she's more connected to Harry than she is to Ginny, because mm-hmm. Ginny was a first year. Mm. That she didn't really interact with much outside of class. As much as we see, though. As much as no, from the book, just we don't see any interactions. She was there the night Harry was dropped off at the True. Dursleys. True. She has a vested interest in him. Mm-hmm. It is funny. Mm-hmm. To think about it that way. Ginny dying in the Chamber of Secrets? That's a concern. <laughs> Harry fighting a dragon? <laughs> anyway, each champion draws a token representing what they will face. It's their a task, little mini dragon! Yes, their task is to retrieve a golden dragon, a golden dragon, golden egg. God, I didn't dragon. A golden egg from one of the dragons. Which makes sense why they were nesting dragons, yes. because they have eggs that they're going to protect. Yes, Fleur draws a Welsh green dragon. Number two, Crumb. With a number with a number two around its neck. Number one for Fleur. For Fleur. No. No, she's number two. Number two, yes. Mm-hmm. Crumb, a Chinese fireball, number three. Cedric, a Swedish snort snout, short snout, number one. And Harry, the Hungarian horned tail that he had seen earlier, the nastiest of the bunch, number four. In the movie... Like, the three people go first, and he's like, uh, Barty Crouch Sr. says, and that leaves, and Harry says, the Hungarian horntail. What? What? (laughs) What? Nothing? Nothing? (laughs) It's so good. Um, The other champions' expressions reveal that they had already known what they'd be facing. Ludo takes Harry aside to ask if he is okay, or if he can get him anything. Harry responds that he is fine and that he has a plan. He actually responds really fast that he's mm-hmm. fine. And he's like, oh, he realized that it sounded rude. And he's like, no, 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 I'm good. I have a plan. I can do this. And besides, well, think, cheating think, is not I think, allowed. I think it was a back and forth twice. That yeah. Ludo's like, do you need anything? Harry's like, no. Like, And in his mind, he's like, I don't know why I keep saying no, because I need help. I'm going to die. Yeah. And then Ludo's like, are you sure? Do you need some tips? I can help you. And then Harry, that's when Harry's like, no, no, no. Uh, I've got a plan. Because yeah. he he himself has a plan. Is it going to work? We don't know. You know? But let it be Harry's plan. Yep. Um, the first whistle sounds for Cedric's task, and Ludo bolts. He is supposed to be commentating. Of course he is. Harry waits, listening to the roaring crowd, as all the other champions precede him into the enclosure. And when they, when they finish the task... When each champion finishes the task, they say, and the scores, but they don't say the scores. Mm-hmm. So Harry's like, I don't know how well they did. I don't know what I have to do. And then there's, I there's, just don't want to die. The oohs and ahs from mm-hmm. the crowd and the oh my gosh. And the commentating mm-hmm. is also kind of vague because people are watching. Yes. But like, it's it seems weird that the commentating is so vague because like you want to be very accurate and like build the energy up with your commentary. It feels like it's really just a thing for, like, writing mm-hmm. to keep Harry in the dark. Yeah. To make it um, more tension. Yes. Um, finally, it's Harry's turn. 
In the enclosure is the uh, Hungarian horntail and the golden egg. Harry casts a summoning spell and is surprised how well it works, bringing his broom. Well, he's got to wait for a, f- a couple seconds for mm-hmm. it to actually happen. And he's like, oh my goodness, is this not happening? What am I going to do? I don't have a plan B. I'm going to die. Yep. Yeah. Um, he flies over the dragon's head, baiting it. The interesting thing about this is that because he's flying, Ludo Bagman actually comments, like, wow, that's a f- fair, fair good flying. Yeah. Like, Crumb, are you, Mr. Crumb, are you watching this? Mm-hmm. Like, Crumb is a world-renowned mm-hmm. Quidditch player, and he is being told to watch a 14-year-old fly. But you can always appreciate somebody doing something well. True, but it, it just, like... My ego would be enormous after that. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, <clears throat> when it lunges, he swoops down and grabs the egg. It, there's a lot, There's a, it, this is very condensed. There's a lot mm-hmm. more that happens. He gets his arm sideswiped by the tail, mm-hmm. um, and he's bleeding and he's injured. Um, he, he tries to bait the dragon to come up because it's very close to the ground with the eggs. It's like it's like a very back and forth, like um, very tension filled scene. It's not something that happens in two seconds. Mm-hmm. It actually takes quite a bit of time to occur. It's just we're condensing it for sake of of getting other details in because it's not that important, really. right? So Harry, who is slightly injured from, like I mentioned, the the swipe from the tail on his arm and stuff like that, after having caught the egg, grabbed the egg. Mm-hmm. Um, he's waved into the first aid tent, and um, Hermione and Ron join him. Surprise! Ron is there! Yeah. Ron finally sees that this is a very real threat to Harry's life. Like, the first task was to get by a dragon to steal one of its eggs. Quote, yes. Well, not, it's not actually one of its eggs, but the dragon believes it, it to be so. Um, so, so Harry gets down, um, that was excellent Potter, cried Professor McGonagall, yeah, you did it Harry, said Hagrid, and against the horned tail, and all, and you know, Charlie said that was the worst, and Hagrid, uh, Harry cuts him off because he's like, don't talk about the things that you're not supposed to tell people. True. And it's like, come here to the first aid tent, and... Madame Pomfrey is like, dragons! Ugh! Disgusted as she pulls yeah. Harry inside. And um, Cedric didn't seem too badly injured. He was still sitting up. Um, Madame Pomfrey examines Harry's shoulder, talking furiously all the time. Last year, Dementors. This year, dragons. What are they going to bring in this next school year? You're very lucky. This is quite shallow. It'll need cleaning before I heal it up, though. Mm-hmm. Um, now just sit quietly for a minute, sit, and then you can go and get your score. Um, and then, Harry, you were brilliant, Hermione said squeakily, you were amazing, you really were. And then that's when Harry sees Ron, who is very white and staring at Harry as though he were a ghost. Harry, whoever put your name in the goblet, I, I reckon they're trying to do you in. Mm-hmm. And it's like, that's all you had to say, Ronald 
Billius Weasley. Yes. That's all you had to say. But the boys reconcile. They they they're okay after a quick back and forth. Which is caught on, have you? Said Harry coldly. Mm-hmm. Took you long enough. Hermione stood nervously between them, looking from one to the other. Ron opened his mouth uncertainly. Harry knew Ron was about to apologize, and suddenly he found he didn't need to hear it. Mm -hmm. It's okay, he said, before Ron could get the words out. Forget it. No, said Ron. I shouldn't have. Forget it, Harry said. Ron grinned nervously at him, and Harry grinned back. Hermione burst into tears. There's nothing to cry about, Harry told her, bewildered bewildered you two are so stupid she shouted stamping her feet on the ground tears splashing down her friend then before either of them could stop her she had given both of them a hug and dashed away now positively howling barking mad said ron (laughs) shaking his head harry come on they'll be putting up your scores so ron tells harry how the what the other champions did for Mm -hmm. the for the first task um, Cedric, um, like, what did he do? He, he transfigured a rock into a Labrador to get the dragon's attention, but when the dragon realized what he was trying to do, it decided to focus on him instead. Um, Floor, I think, tried to put it to sleep with, like, like music or something like that. She tried to sort of charm. I think she was trying to put it into a trance. Yeah. Well, that kind of worked. It went all sleepy, but then it snored, and this great jet of flame shot out, and her skirt caught fire. Yes. She put it out. And it was fine. And then Crumb shot it in the eyes with the charm, which I mentioned the name to you earlier. I'm pretty sure it's the right one, but I'm not going to say because I think Sirius mentions it later. Spoiler, by the way. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, what he would have done to fight the dragon. Again, little spoiler, but it's in a couple yeah. of chapters. And Crumb, you won't believe it, he didn't even think of flying. Mm-hmm. He was probably the best after you, though. Hit it with some sort of spell right in the eye. Only thing is, it went trampling around in agony and squashed half the real eggs. They took marks off for that. He wasn't supposed to do any damage to them. Yep. And then Harry, like... Can see the judges, and now it's time for me to get a score. And it's marks out of ten. Yes. So one being terrible, ten being the best. Yes. Or zero being terrible? I think you have to look at a one. Mm, okay, anyway. Partition, participation point. You were there, <laughs> and yes. you didn't die. Yeah. Eight from Adam Maxine. Mm-hmm. Nine from Crouch. Nine from Dumbledore. Ten from Bagman. And four from Karkarov. And Harry actually says 10 when Bagman mm-hmm. gives him a 10. But I got hurt. What's he playing at? Mm-hmm. Like, first he's like, let me help you. You need help? I can help you. Well, if someone if someone goes, Luda, why'd you give him a 10? He did the most interesting thing. He's on a broom. And he's 14. And, and he's 14. Like, what do you mean? So he has, like, a, a solid mm-hmm. excuse, which Harry can't see. But I think, like, looking from the outside... Yeah. And it makes sense. And Karkarov giving a four is absolutely ridiculous. And Ron is like, what? Four? You lousy bias scumbag. You gave Crumb ten. <laughs> oh, no. And it's like, I have to read this. But mm-hmm. Harry didn't care. He wouldn't have cared if Karf- Karkaroff had given him zero. So it is zero. Ron's indignation on his behalf was worth about a hundred points to him. He didn't tell Ron this, of course, but his heart felt lighter than air as he turned to leave the enclosure. And it wasn't just Ron. 
There weren't only Gryffindors cheering in the crowd. When it had come to it, when they had seen what he was facing, most of the school had been on his side, as well as Cedric's. He didn't care about the Slytherins. He could stand whatever they threw at him now. Yeah. We talked about that. Yeah. I fought a dragon. Yeah. What can you say? Right. Oh, oh, you, you, you live with muggles. And I fought a dragon. Like, psh. What you got to say now? Hmm? <laughs> yeah, basically. Um, and then it's like, you tied for first place, Harry. You and Crumb, said Charlie Weasley. Yay, Charlie. And he's like, I've got to run. I've got to send a mom an owl. I swore I'd tell her what happened. You know, because again, remember she was having kittens. Yes. Okay. And then um, Ludo informs the champions of the next task. The, na- the next task takes place the morning of February 24th. So it's like two, three months? Yeah. December, January. Yeah. Three yeah. months. Um, the golden eggs they captured contain a clue. Mm-hmm. Harry and Ron head back to the castle, running into Rita Skeeter, who asks Harry for a few words. Harry gives her one. Goodbye. Come mm-hmm. on, but still one. Ish. That's what I said. Yes. <laughs> I took you. I stole it from you. It's fine. <laughs> and that's the end. And he said... He, and he set off back to the castle with Ron. He's got his best friend back. Yeah. And his best friend believes him. And is like, that's some crap you just went through. Yes. Holy no one would willingly put themselves through that. Yeah. So, Ugh. I mean, that is that. This was kind of a short chapter because it was literally just the first task. Yeah. Um, but we found out that a lot of stuff happens and much more to come, much more to come. And we can only assume that the second task is going to be more difficult than the first. I mean, that's usually what and, happens. And Harry just barely made it through the first. Yes. So I'm, I'm worried for his life now. I'm always worried for Harry Potter's life in the Harry Potter book. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Okay. Um, well, that's, that's that. That's that. I don't have anything else. Do you? Dragons are cool. Dragons trump everything. Yes. Okay, bye. Bye. <laughs>